Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Greetings, Amanda Jefferson. <laughs> Brooke Forey in the house. Has anybody ever called you Mandy? Oh, <laughs> in college. You do, you're I not a Mandy. I did not like it. But you know what they did call me in college that I love? And even my staff at Summer Surge called me AJ. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that you had that nickname. I've never called you that. I love AJ. Yeah. It makes me feel like a cool frat boy. Oh, okay. Do you want to be a cool frat boy? No. Mm, no, but it... Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. Though. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the name Mandy. You're just not a Mandy. No. No. I do not identify as a Mandy. You do not identify as a Mandy. No. Anyway. Do you, have you ever had a nickname? Brooke doesn't really... Um, I mean, Brookie, which does not feel particularly like adult. Mm-hmm. mature you know it's like no um my friends in college from my theater group we all called each other by our full names mm. so if i would see a friend it would be like brooke canelli how are you mm. and because my first name and my maiden name kind of blend together it's like mm-hmm. brooke canelli, mm-hmm. the, the k and the c kind of mm-hmm. blend so that was a fun just i, I always felt like that was a term of endearment yes. just calling me by my full name but yeah no brookie never really stuck my dad used to call me Brookster when Brookster. I was a kid, but my okay, two things. My so my college roommate who you met at Rent, <clears throat> she's gonna love all the shout outs. I know. And we have, <laughs> I mean, we have promoted rent. It's over now, but we have I promoted know, people rent. Are like move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's rent is over. It's like June and Jessica it's, and pickleball. We can't talk about it anymore. Okay. Anyway, so you met Megan, but um, what was I gonna say about oh, she calls me, and I guess some of my college roommates would call me too man. Oh, like, hey, man, can you bring me some juice? Yeah, man. I'm not like a nickname person, I think, because I have a one-syllable name and it's not very nicknameable. Yeah. And my kids, Junie. Okay, Junie. <laughs> Junie is like all up on me. I love the snuggles, but t- today is intense. She's a extra. She's a little extra. Um, Wait, there was one more thing that I was going to say about nicknames that I've completely forgotten. Yeah, just man. I was saying I'm not... I'm not like super nicknameable. My kids' names aren't very nicknameable. And I kind of like that. I think we just weren't a very nicknamey family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isabel is a woman of many nicknames. Really? Yeah. Her did I ever did you know that her nickname is Peppy? Yes. I was gonna say yeah. I know you call her Peppy. Yes. Peppy, because that's short for Pepita, little seed. That's what we were calling her when I was pregnant. Aww. But so she's gets like Peppy, Pepita. I call her Pepperoni. Oh, that's cute. Um yeah, is some people are is Izzy. She has a million names. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't really do nicknames too much. Yeah, 
Any hoodle. Any hoodle doodle. (laughs) (laughs) Today is our update episode. I know. So much. So much. So we were saying that we might have to just make these updates. I think we're going to make them part of our regular episodes because we're finally getting to a point that we're getting fun emails and texts and voicemails from listeners. So we were a little overwhelmed today putting together this episode. We're we're definitely going to leave some people out. It's not on purpose. We just... Wow, we were a little overwhelmed. So that's yeah. exciting. It makes me think that you know how other podcasts have like our pod squatters and our deep divers. What are our people called? Are I... good enoughers? If it's your sure, sir. <laughs> nope, that's not it. Ishers? Our ishers. Uh... Issues. <laughs> that's kind of funny because we all got issues. We all got issues. Um, I don't know, listen. Our good goodie our goodies. No. I don't know. Goody goodies. What are they called? Enoughers. Enoughers. <laughs> Enougher ishers. <laughs> Good enough ishers. Yeah, I don't know. Listeners, Nothing's if you have rolling any ideas, off the tongue here. But yeah. I think that's also what will be fun about our Facebook group. Um, yeah, we could do like a little poll. Yeah, like what should we call ourselves? Right. So yeah, and the G Thanks community, they call them geezers. Oh, that's cute. It's very cute. Deep divers. Oh, Busy Phillips, they call them besties because um, her podcast is called Busy Phillips is Doing Her Best. Um, and I'm like, oh, man, we just – we didn't think about this when we came up with the name Good Enough-ish. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. <sighs> let's so this is a just big, dive in. Let's just, There's so much to talk let's about. Let's do it. Let's get to the bullet points. Okay. First thing we were going to update on was laundry. Mm-hmm. So our very first episode ever, Brooke, was about laundry. The ever-present topic of laundry. Yes. And we talked about, a, I think in an update episode, you had talked about how your mom had given you a little talking to and had said, Brooke, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. You need to fold from outside, uh, from the dryer, and you were considering getting yourself a table. So I'll let you give an update on that. But I will say that the other day, because we have... In our laundry room, we do have kind of a little table Mm -hmm. that I had not been using. I was doing the old put it in a basket, bring it up to my room, let it sit in the basket for four days, then fold it while wrinkled Mm -hmm. system. Yeah. Um, But I did fold from out from from the dryer the other day. Lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. Do you feel like it went faster because you're just kind of in a different – You don't even – so you're not sorting. You're just folding as it comes out and then sorting into piles because I think, yeah. I was sorting while folding. Yeah. Yeah. See, we've talked about this, that I just have too many steps because I take everything out of the dryer. I take it upstairs. Mm -hmm. Then I sort. Then I fold by person. It's just too much. Mm -hmm. So my update also (laughs) is that I have yet to get a table. I have yet to change my laundry habits. But you know what? But you have a good idea from one of our listeners that may shift yes. your thinking on this. So our listener, Veronica, sent us a lovely email responding to so many of our topics, which was it's just so fun to see how relevant everything is to people's lives. But she mm-hmm. had the great idea, and I can't believe I didn't think about this, of using your ironing board. It takes a village, Brooke. It, it takes a does. village. I'm too. like, that's such an yeah. easy idea. I just never thought of it because we keep our ironing board upstairs. Mm. But that's such an easy um like tall table so you're not bending over. So yeah, I think I'm going to we'll see. We'll see if I actually try that. But that was a great idea. But yeah, other than that, still haven't haven't really improved the line. I like stitch. this idea about the ironing board and you could even I know you're frugal, so I mean, I like this idea. 
you might decide you really like having the ironing board upstairs, but they have those more extra large ironing boards that could potentially, you could have a, get a second one and have yeah. that downstairs. And they also have ironing boards too that have like a drying rack on them attached mm-hmm. to them. So you could get a little two for one there. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Yeah. Just, I mean, that seems much smarter than a table that's probably going to be a lower height anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, gonna look I'm super that. backed up on laundry right now because of the COVID and the visitors and all of that. And I really wish I had just folded as taking out of the mm-hmm. dryer. I wish I had done myself that future favor. Mm-hmm. However, I have not. Mm-hmm. And so I got to go through it. You know, I just got to do it. I got to put on a podcast, put on some music, just get it done. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Speaking of music, that was one of our things. And yeah, I, I meant to say I'm this ready before. To transition. Yes. You're ready to transition to the next topic. To music, yes. Oh, to music. So I was, you know, story of my life, tired on my way over here in mm-hmm. the morning. Mornings are, are rough for me. Mm-hmm. We, we know this. Mm-hmm. Brooke is not a morning person. And, um, I was listening to a podcast on my way over, but I was like, you know what? I need to pep up before we record today. Okay. So I put on some Brandy Carlisle and I just sang oh. my little heart out. And it did get me in in a little peppier mindset. So there you go. I took our our advice by listening to more music. I love it. See, I actually hit a snag yesterday, hit some friction because the kitchen was a mess and I was thinking of our conversation. So I was gonna listen to some music. But this Alexa, we have to whisper it. Yes, don't say it. Because she's not configured for my Spotify or whatever. I still, yeah. And she kept on trying to play stuff on iHeartRadio. What the heck is that? And I was asking for Ray LaMontagne. I was asking for the Civil Wars. And they were playing some other random stuff. And I'm like, and so I just find it up, finally ended up saying like angrily, like, Alexa, stop. Yeah, we get really mad at Alexa in our house. Sorry, I said her name too loud. Yeah, she's no, going to start over there. asking she's what we need. Um, but we have this funny video of Paige from when she was like three trying to talk to the Alexa. But she said, Ayexa. And so Alexa would not listen to her because she didn't hear her name. She, as if she's a person. And we have this funny video of Paige just going, Ayexa, stop. (laughs) Ayexa, play Frozen. So anytime we get mad at Alexa, we're like, Ayexa. (laughs) Have you seen that? Have we talked about this before? That hysterical SNL skit about Alexa where it's it's like seniors that are trying to talk with Alexa. But it's a special Alexa that will respond to any name. (laughs) <laughs> because the scene, so it's like Alexandra, <laughs> Alyssa, Allison, and it also will just listen to them. Yeah. So, like, you could, the, the person would say, like, these hooligans down the street have been stromping in my plants again. And Alexa would go, uh huh. <laughs> Uh huh. So sorry to hear that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Like, just give them something. Somebody as hysterical oh, they can say. Yeah, it has Keenan Thompson, who's like, I can't even look at that man he's without so bursting good. into laughter. Yeah, he's great. Okay, um, we'll find that and we'll put it right. in the show notes. Next, next, next bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so we got so the passport and the real ID struck a chord it with sure several did. of our listeners because turns out we're not the only ones dragging our feet on that. We're not. So we got we got one text message just thanking us saying just wanted to say thanks for talking about the real ID a few days ago. I live in Virginia and just completed step 1 online so I can finally get it done. You're right. Adulting is hard. Yes, Thanks is. for the pod. Thank you, listener. Don't know what your name is. When we get text messages, we can't tell who it's from unless you tell us your name. So 
Anyway. Hot tip. Um, yeah, hot tip. So Amanda, what is your update on your real ID? Well, I think I shared in a recent episode that I did get the devastating news that I wasn't able. Did I not share that? You did, that you can't do it all I online, cannot do it right? all online. So I have scooched it. I have collected my materials. Mm-hmm. And now I just need to go to the... Pen dot, mm-hmm. which is our our DMV, mm-hmm. and do that. But I do have until May, so but the next couple of months are going to be really busy for me. So I'm thinking maybe like a December target date. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, my update is that there is none. Um, <laughs> still have not called the passport office, printed an application, done anything. But you did talk to a friend that gave you the 411, right? Yes. That was like, okay, I've done this. I've walked yes. I've walked a mile ahead of you. Yes. And she's going to give you the download of how exactly to I do it. I mean, basically right? the download, <laughs> the download, 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 download. I don't know. Whatevs. Um, it was call them. That was her <laughs> advice. Like just call them, make an appointment yeah. and you'll be good as gold. So I just haven't done that. Listen. This time of year is uh, just yeah really ha- – and I feel like I've been making this excuse since we started this podcast. Junie. Excuse us. Um, that I – yeah, I mean, it's planner season. So I am in the midst of promoting our 2023 planners, shipping, getting all that stuff. I know, Junebug. It's exciting. Um, yeah, so nope, just haven't done it. So when do you actually need your passport? I have <clears throat> zero plans to use a passport. I just want, I feel like I should have it because, you know, like I've mentioned, I really want to go visit my friend Nicole yeah. in Austria in the next few years. You want to do your future self a favor yeah. and just have it be done. I just want to have it be done. But yes, there's no actual timeline except the timeline for recording this episode. And I feel like I've disappointed you all. But maybe I'm also just making you feel more Brooke, human. I'm picturing a passport and real ID field trip. Okay. Is what, and you don't like this idea. I mean, no, if you're going to come with me, I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, like we do it together. Yeah, you can charm those ladies at the passport oh, office yeah. because you're much better at talking to strangers than I am. I get, oh, yeah. I get real. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, we'll do PennDOT. We'll do the passport office. We'll have some lunch. We'll make a little field trip. A little media field trip out of it. I like it. Um, We had also heard from our listener, Caroline, who said, longtime listener, first-time writer, that we were totally in her head because the passports and the Pennsylvania Real ID have been on her to-do list forever. She said, thank you for giving me the push to get it done. Got all of my Real ID paperwork together. Now it is on to making an appointment at the post office for the passport. Me first, kids and partner later. Oh, and the Just Add Water mantra is one of my favorites. Thank you for your podcast, mm-hmm. Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. That mantra is so good. I don't I think know. I remember it enough. It's so good. I need like a tattoo. Yes. Just Add Water. Maybe that should go on our merch, but that wasn't ours. That's not ours to share, no. is it? The Just Add Water. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, art prints, Brooke. We have t- we talked about you putting up some art prints. Yep. Haven't done that I haven't either. Haven't done that either. Nope. Just expect that nothing new is no, going to come from me until like February. That's and I I think that's beautiful. Solid expectation. It's a scooch. Yeah, it is a strategic scooch. I think when I look at goals and things like this, I need to basically tell myself that if it's not done by August, it won't get done until the following year. Right, and that's okay. Yes, because September through like January are yeah. are just really hectic times for me for work, and you know September and October are busy for. Most people with yes. with kids or without kids, it's just, you know, new fiscal year for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So, yeah, no, um, 
Nope. Nope. I feel like maybe, yeah, like maybe March is like loose ends March for you. I mean, years ago, I coined the phrase, I don't know if I can (laughs) copyright this, but March is the new January. Like I don't think about New Year's resolutions or goals until March at the earliest. So I think that's when I'm going to revisit some of these goals that I got a little excited about because we're doing this podcast and I wanted to use it as a way to be accountable for some of these goals, but yep, nope. Just I love that because I think also, too, we can have an episode in March that's kind of like our March is the new January, and we can talk about, okay, things have settled down. Perfect. We're going to start ramping up some goals, and we don't even have to talk about New Year's resolutions until then, if at all. Right. Well, and basically any month is the new January. That's what, like, the whole idea is the new January. There's nothing magical about January. We've talked about that, too. Okay. The next update. This is a really important one. I've been. I was so glad to see this bullet point because I've been uh, I've been needing to know this one. The snail's name? Yep. The snail's name <laughs> was Shelly. Why didn't I remember? Nick said he was listening to this episode and he was like, Shelly, it's Shelly. How did you not know? I know. You should have called a friend on that one. I, really? We, we should have given you a call a friend anyway, option. The snail was Shelly because. But you know what my second question is? Mm-hmm. Is it still in your freezer? <laughs> so Shelly is still on ice. We did mention to Paige a couple weeks ago, like, we think it's time to put Shelly in her resting place. Well, because the concern that I have, Brooke, is that the ground is going to start to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we do not need to dig very far to bury Shelly the snail. Yes, I still have under. a dead snail <laughs> in a baggie in my freezer. If anybody has turned off this podcast by now thinking that I am just a horrible human, this At least just, it's not like a dead hamster. Oh, no. No. Anything with fr- – no. Oh, my gosh. That sounds disgusting. There's something about it. I mean, it is a very small snail. Anyway, but we did mention it to Paige recently. We were like, I think it's time to put Shelly to rest along, next next to Homer, the fish, yeah. who died. And and she got very upset. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll okay. table that talk for later. She, Shelly's on ice. She's fine. We should probably just bury Shelly ourselves and tell Paige that it's been done and she'll be fine with it. She'll oh, yeah. But anyway, okay. We'll, we'll let her decide. <laughs> but speaking of animals, mm-hmm. uh-oh, some, some. Um, so Nick and I have had many conversations at this point. Mm-hmm. He's, he's team dog. He's team dog, and he really wants a golden retriever. So it's still not happening anytime soon. Yeah. At least not until March. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing (laughs) happened until March ever in my life. Nothing new is happening in my life until March. Um, Yeah, definitely not getting a puppy. We've at least established that, that if we get a dog, it will likely be a rescue. Okay. And because we do not want to do all the puppy training and everything. And... He has had two golden retrievers in his life, and they have not been puppies when they've gotten them. And it's, you know, it's a much easier transition for the family. I have also made it clear that I will, I will love and I will show affection, but I will not be no in charge of the walking schedule, no. the poop picking upping. No. Poop picking. Poop scooping. Poop scooping. Um I just, I don't want to have any parts of taking care of another living being. And that might make me selfish, but I needed to be very clear and set that boundary up front that like, yes, a dog would be a fun part of our family, but it will not become my responsibility. Like, And I think typically that conversation doesn't work when you're telling the kids that they have to be the chief people responsible, because of course they're going to say that they are, but they're not going to. But if Nick says he will, then I feel like you can feel confident. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so that is where we are on the dog conversation. Mm, it's exciting. And 
And yeah, Junie's looking a little, she's looking a little defeated. She's like, I won't be your favorite puppy anymore. And Junie's upset because she was crawling all over you. So we've got her. Oh, she's over in the. She's, yeah, she's leashed. She's in the corner. And she's, <laughs> she's not allowed to lick me anymore. But yeah. Um, the other update that relates to my husband, Nick, is that. He has confessed to using the jar opener quite a bit more than we realized he was using it. Mm-hmm. So since he heard it on the podcast, he felt like he had to come clean. He's like, you know I feel like I we should hide it. Oh, my God. Hide it and make him ask for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has started making the lunches for school and it's the jelly jar that gets a little stuck. Yes. Yeah, don't you love it when you're right? Mm-hmm. I just love it. <laughs> it is a pretty good feeling. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right. Nick, we were on to you. We yeah. knew it, Nick. We knew it. We knew it. Um, another quick random update was that we did hear from a listener who I think was a friend of yours. Yes. A friend of mine from high school. Um, she... I believe she emailed us. She mm-hmm. said, hi, Brooke. This is Joy from SHS. That was our high school. I love listening to your podcast. Please keep putting out episodes. I'm responding to your Swiss Farms segment. I moved to Colorado and there are no drive through convenience stores. Oh, heartbreaking. Swiss Farms is something I really miss along with Wawa. Also, I used to frequent the Swiss farms across from St. Dot's. You Delco people will know what Delco. that is. Because one of the guys working there looked just like Matt Dillon, oh. and we all loved Matt Dillon in the 90s. Keep up the awesome work. Listening is just like having a conversation with a close friend. Thank you, Joy. It was so nice to hear from you. And, of oh. course, I remembered you. Um So, yeah, Swiss farms. <laughs> it's just a Delaware County um, anomaly. Well, we maybe do. not just Delaware County, but it's not in Colorado. Right. No, Cross- wait, remember I looked it up? It's oh, in, right, right, right. There's but, one but in Chester County. we don't know County. if there's other drive-through convenience. Correct. Yes. Store. In Colorado, there are not, there is not anything like Swiss Farms or Wawa. Yes. Yeah. This also brings up a really important question, which is where is Matt Dillon? I don't know. Right? I feel like the last I saw of him, I don't even know what the last movie he was in. Googling it later. I'm going to Google it right now while you bring up our next conversation point. Okay. So (laughs) you heard also from another one of your friends that is concerned that you may have turned her on to a Yasso addiction. Yes. My friend Nicolette has sent us a couple of texts. And um, I think the day that we aired that episode that I included the Yasso bars as what was sparking joy right now, she sent me this adorable video of her daughter um eating her yasso bar saying i don't like it i love it i think her daughter is like five or six it was very cute and so That's nicolette now age. blames me for the yasso addiction they are delightful so i hope and am i saying that right yasso i think so probably yeah. someone nick called them like yacht yasso yasso i'm like they're yasso i think it's a yasso yasso tomato tomato type of thing true i think you i mean i don't know anybody that says tomato but (laughs) apparently you can okay so it looks like matt Dillon has not been in anything for a few years like how many years um so he's in a couple of things that are in post-production oh he was on high desert which is a tv series from this year never heard of it American Dreamer, Land of Dreams, Capone. Okay. Is that a movie? No mm. movies that I have seen. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just he's, curious. he's been doing his thing. Yeah. Um, Hanging out. Yeah. Just, you know, that's what Matt Dillon's up to. All he right. He's never my type. He's, no, he's fine. not really. Not really my favorite. 
you and I agreed on somebody recently, a celebrity crush, because there's a couple of celebrity crushes that we do not agree on. Who was it that we agreed oh, on? Oh, my gosh. Why am I forgetting? Oh, because it was oh, um, Top Gun. Miles Gunner. No, Miles, Miles Teller. Teller. Miles Gunner. Miles Teller. Who yeah. grew up in Downingtown for a little bit of town, time, which is around the corner from us here. But um, Fernando got me to watch Top Gun, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was Beyond aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it was aesthetically pleasing. And By which you mean you got to watch Miles Teller? <laughs> yeah. Well, also the other guys, too. You I know? haven't watched it yet. Yeah. It's, it was good. I didn't realize how much Top Gun was like a part of us growing up. Yes. Yeah. Nick was watching the original last night. It was like on TV. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, blast from the past. Yeah. But we we kind of have some conflicting feelings on some other celebrity men. So we that do. was why this was a crazy The one guy that has the three names that I can never remember. And you all, yes. Not, oh, my you, God. You always yes. caveat it with. Only in that movie is when I like him. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer. He's adorable. Yeah, she's always very specific that it's that one. But we disagree on your favorite. Well, I'm a bit off him. Well, tell us who it is. Ryan Gosling. (sighs) I don't. Listen, you don't see it. I don't see it. I enjoyed the notebook as much as any woman did or any, any human. You didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Well, no. I enjoyed it. I don't. I find his voice a little nasally. I don't find him physically like this. I do. I do. I really like him. Rock. However, I th- you know when I got a little bit turned off from him is when I was reading Jessica Simpson's memoir, Open Book, yes. which is excellent, excellent, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I knew that Ryan Gosling was like a Disney up and comer. Oh yeah, with wasn't Justin he, Timberlake and he was. Oh, Mickey Mouse Club. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that turned well. You off? So was Justin T- Timberlake, and yeah. I like Justin Timberlake, but I think maybe in this book he just came across as a little bit of like a child star swarmy. That that's not fair. I, that's I, nothing. I mean, yeah, there. You know, listen, child stars. It's it's. I think that's a rough. Uh, not rough. I mean. They obviously had something to do with it, but it's like once you grow up, you're like, yeah, that was a totally crazy situation. Yeah, you're a totally different person. Yeah. Here I am defending Ryan Gosling. I mean, listen, no, he's just not my type. Well, also, I think the thing that transitioned me away from Ryan Gosling was um, Jon Snow, Kit Harington. Yeah, you don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't. Um, I mean, geez. He's a little bit on the short side, so... Mm. Unfortunately for him, I'm not sure if it's going to work out. Between you two? Between us. Yeah. But man, oh man. Now let me ask, what are your... Just, Brooke is Googling people. I am. I had to look up how old he is before. Who? Kit um, Harrington? No, no, no. Oh. Harry Styles. He's what like we, seven. He's 28. <laughs> so listen. <laughs> but do you... Uh, Terry, my business partner and I were talking about him the other day. We're like, there. he's not even that like physically attractive but there is just something so endearing about him he's very interesting he's very yes. intriguing he's intriguing he just seems like a genuinely yes. pleasant happy person he has that 
adorable British accent. And I like his song. Yeah. And I like that he really is pushing the gender boundaries. Yeah. He's representing a fluidity that I think is very representative of this generation. Yeah. My niece, Ella, hello, Ella. I don't think she listens to the podcast because I don't know that she does a lot of laundry in her life yet. But she's a, um, she's 17 and she is obsessed with him. Yeah. Um, and has gone to tons of his concerts and all that. There's all this gossip recently, too, about it. Was it Olivia Wilde? Oh, yeah. They had that, a thing. I think they're, they I think they're thing, over now. They're over now. I think they're over now. But, but, um, yeah, you know, I just I just wanted to ask because you and I tend to not see eye to eye on yeah. our male celebrity crush. I wouldn't say I do feel like I look at him as being very young. I wouldn't feel like I'm like, oh, he's so like I don't feel the same, you know, Jon Snow level of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not coming at this from like a reality <laughs> perspective. Like, no, yeah. oh, it would never work out with the 14 year age difference. Right. Brooke, we went roll off track here. We did. Let's get back to it. All right. Let's talk about, um, I talked about in a few episodes ago about how I really wanted to be friends with my therapist. Yeah. And I brought up the question, are you even allowed to be friends with your therapist? Mm -hmm. We got a couple different perspectives. We did. So let's play the first voicemail that we got. Hi, it's Rebecca again. I feel like I could call you guys after every single episode and I'm trying to refrain from doing that. But I did want to say a comment about being friends with your therapist. I love my therapist and it's really hard because I really want to be friends with her. However, we have kind of established if she doesn't have a client after me, um, sometimes we talk shop because obviously she's an entrepreneur. I'm also an entrepreneur. And so we sometimes have kind of like offline conversations after our appointment if she doesn't have a client after me. Um, but so, and we have actually talked about going out for a drink um, but strictly in a kind of collaborative women entrepreneurs sort of site. Um, so I don't know. I thought I would just add that to the dialogue and I will try to refrain from spamming you with a million calls, but everything you're talking about is so relevant to my life that I feel like I have a million things to say about it. So again, keep up the good work, ladies. All right. So that was Rebecca. That was her perspective. Now we're going to hear from another listener named Lauren. Okay. Hi, it's Lauren, and I'm calling from Connecticut. And first of all, I love your show. I binged all your episodes while packing for vacation, and I look forward to the next one. So last week, I think it was Amanda talking about wanting to be friends with your therapist. So I work as a licensed professional counselor, a.k.a. therapist. Um, I see mainly children and adolescents, but work with families and some adults as well. And so if your therapist has good boundaries... And hopefully she does. She won't be your friend. I know. That's sad. But it's really in your best interest because once you're friends, then there becomes a dynamic where maybe you're trying to take care of her at times, right? Because friends, things go both ways. We take turns caring for one another. And in that therapeutic relationship, it should always be that she is there holding space for you and you're not meeting her needs. So, I know. That's kind of sad because I know you really like her. And sometimes, often, in fact, I think therapists do really like their clients and wish that they could be friends with them in some way, and we have to hold ourselves back. So you're lovely. I'm going to assume that's the case. And I'll tell you a quick story. So some years back, I was working with a little boy who had a diagnosis on the autism spectrum. And this is kooky in and of itself, but the woman I worked for in a private practice 
really felt that I should take him to her pool party. She hosted a pool party every week um, for families, adults, you know, parents and children. And he was having a really tough time at home because there was some other stuff going on and it was stressful for him. So I drove him with my kids. He was like 10. My kids were 10 and 8. And so that was a little weird. But here comes the really funny part. So we're at the house and I'm sitting in the hot tub and he joins me. So he's schnoodled up next to me in the hot tub and people start referring to him as my son, in which case he says, she's not my mom. She's my therapist. Yeah, that was really awkward. So from there, my therapist friends and I refer to sticky situations where maybe boundaries are being crossed as I'm in the hot tub with my therapist. So you probably don't want to be in the hot tub with your therapist, or at least she doesn't want to be in it with you. But again, only to keep your needs in mind and to best serve you. But I think you're both lovely, so I'll be your friend anytime. (laughs) Keep doing all that you're doing. Love the show. Thanks. Okay. Wow, Brooke. So we've got two (laughs) different perspectives there. Different perspectives. Yeah. And a funny story. And a funny story. So let me let me just circle back and share what happened on my end. Okay. So my therapist does, in fact, have very healthy boundaries and is highly professional. So I really, really appreciate that about her. And I very awkwardly brought up, like, can we be friends? Kind of knowing that the answer was probably no. I mean, actually, in this case, because she's a therapist that I've only seen a couple of times, we had – what she shared with me is that – Junie just came barreling in. So I've just let Junie in from outside, and she turned into like a monster dinosaur. And is she just almost took my headphones off, and she's got her moose, which is her favorite. I have never heard her be so excited. This is amazing. She just barreled through the whole house. She's got her moose. The moose. Makes her. We'll see if she'll calm down. It's fucking imminent. Imminent. What she shared with me was that because we had not developed a significant, deep, long-term therapeutic relationship, that there might be an opportunity for us to be friends. But I was planning on um, kind of wrapping up with her because I just needed some short-term support, and I was going to be reaching out to her again in a couple months. So she said, "You know, let me know if you." want to continue the therapist relationship, we can do that. Or if you'd like to be friends, I'd be happy to grab a cup of coffee. I don't think that that would cross any boundaries because I don't think that we, you know, I've been your long-term therapist. So I feel like I'm somewhere between the hot tub (laughs) and the having professional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I also am feeling like I really, really like her as a therapist. Yeah. So you don't want to lose that. Um, if, I, I think that's such a unicorn thing to find. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know either. You might just have to wait until yeah. you're feeling, until you've had that little bit of time. But I can appreciate what she's saying, that you've only seen her a couple of times. It's not like you've been, um, was it, what about Bob, where, he, yeah. you know, Bill Murray starts like coming on vacation with his therapist. Um, you're not quite at that level of a relationship with her. You're not codependent on her. You're you're just like, oh, 
you seem like someone I would be friends with if you weren't my therapist. Mm-hmm. So if enough, enough time passes and you both feel like it's appropriate and it's not crossing any boundaries. Yes. And maybe a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love the in the hot tub with your therapist. Oh, my God. a funny God. story. I know. I know. I can Thank just... you for sharing that, Lauren. <laughs> Such a good one. Hysterical. Um, okay, Brooke, we have just maybe one or two more updates that we want to share before we take our break, which is, I loved this idea that came from, um, I don't think that we have a name on this one, but it was essentially all about, um, let's see. Okay. So she says, had to share. I was listening to the episode while doing my future self a favor. Every fall, I clean out our medicine cabinet and dedicated sick shelf in our pantry. Love this idea of having a sick shelf in the pantry. Mm-hmm. And she puts in parentheses, basket of saltines, applesauce, ginger ale, Gatorade, Pedialyte, chicken noodle soup. No one can use the food in that basket unless they're actually sick. So I know we'll have it at the ready. And so it sounds like every fall she goes in and she restocks the core meds. She restocks the sick basket in the pantry. She makes sure the humidifiers are cleaned and ready to go. I mean, that's next level. This is next level. And it's so genius. I do the restocking of medicine because you never want to have a sick kid in the middle of the night or be sick yourself and realize that either you don't have the right medicine or it's expired. Um, And especially with kids, there are certain age restrictions and limits. And so you have to make sure you have the right one for their current age Mm -hmm. um, or the right dose available. So yes, I usually do this sometime in the fall. I will try to stock up. But the having a sick shelf in the pantry pantry is such an incredible idea with like, yeah, saltines, applesauce, ginger ale. Yes, genius. Mm -hmm. Love this. When I got COVID recently, I was really craving, you know, that um, noodle soup that comes in the box and you can, it's like, I think it's like Lipton extra noodle or something like that. And it's basically just broth with you know the little new oh my gosh i love that stuff yeah. and i was on like a constant drip of that so i need to restart so very similar to your keeping like the cake mix and the brownie mix every time i go to the store i just need to kind of like stock up on that yeah yeah that's yeah. such a good one just keep an eye on your expiration dates that's the biggest that's one exactly you, know, you don't want to stock up too much because then a year right. later you haven't used it and things are totally such a good one Okay. Whew. That was... We got through a lot. Yes. Did you want to mention... I know that we talked a little bit about um, food, meal meal. Yeah, prep. let me throw that in there real Let's quick. Let's do the meal prep and then we'll take a break. All right. So I had mentioned a few episodes ago when we were talking about good enough-ish meal planning that I was using every plate, which is kind of like HelloFresh, um, where you'll get a box of recipes and their ingredients delivered to you, the exact amounts and everything that you need. Um, I actually decided to switch to Marley Spoon, which is Martha Stewart's company. Which I had not heard of until... I hadn't either until I did a little search on... Because I think with every plate, what I was finding was that the recipes were a little bit too complicated and exotic. Um, (laughs) I was just like, I'm just... We're kind of a meat and potatoes kind of family here. So I just did a quick search, and then the Marley Spoon one kept coming up. And I just do find that they're a lot simpler. They have a lot fewer ingredients. They still are kind of exotic. Like last night, I made like a 
chicken curry something that was more exotic than I would normally make, but it was simple and I'm really liking it. So I'll put a little link in the show notes because I'm sure I can give people some, you know, X dollars off of there. Yeah. Yeah. If they try it. Interested in looking into it. Yes. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, with that, let's take a little break. Let's do it. It's planner season. Listeners, you've heard me talk about the Balance Bound Planner on the podcast, and now is the time to snag your 2023 planner because the new year will be here before you know it. I know, it's a scary thought, but it's truly just around the corner. The Balance Bound Planner helps you organize your to-dos, set boundaries, and prioritize self-care so you can better show up for the people and causes that matter to you. Each day in our planners is divided into our four signature sections— work, self, others, and home, so each role you play comes into full focus. You can clearly see at a glance where you're spending your time and where you need to set more boundaries to make more time for yourself. Our dated planners include not one, but two spreads per week, so there's room for everything taking up space in your brain. There are eight gorgeous cover designs to choose from in your choice of wire binding or book binding. I'm a lefty, so I prefer the bookbinding, which lays open on my desk at all times. If you prefer a daily page layout or an undated format, we've got you covered with our undated daily planner or our best-selling daily planner pad. Plus, we have a ton of other great planner accessories, stationary products, stickers, journals, and more. These products are a true labor of love, and I can't wait for you to see them. Head to balancebound.co to shop the entire collection. That's balancebound.co to explore and shop. All right, we're back from the break. We are back. Junie is now, oh, Junie's relaxed. Oh, wow. She was really, really uh, going wild there. Yeah, she is getting ferocious. <laughs> as ferocious as she gets. <laughs> now she's asleep on my shoe. Aww. Um, okay, so Brooke, what's sparking joy for you right now? So a few times lately, I've been going out on the town, you know. Partying. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I still sometimes forget how to dress for normal, like, life. life. Uh-huh. And, you know, I wear, um, I have leggings and a baggy sweatshirt on right now. And I. and I wear a lot of athleisure, mm-hmm. as they say. And never have I been really good at doing my makeup. Mm-hmm. I know you have your own personal makeup artist who lives <laughs> in your home, your daughter. Yes. But as we've discussed, like, I just, you know, I never embraced makeup, never really have known how to do it beyond, like, the very basic mascara, a little bit of blush, whatever. But, um, you know, sometimes if I'm going out, I want to look a little bit more polished, have a little fun with the makeup, but I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So a couple months ago, maybe, um, Jessica Alba. Who I love. Yeah. I don't I don't even know if I follow her on Instagram, but like it came up in a post some somehow of her doing this contouring. Uh-huh, which is which incredibly norm- intimidating. It's mm-hmm. intimidating. And I'm just like, why? I want to look like myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. But this isn't about 
not looking like yourself. It's just doing makeup in a way that enhances your beauty. (laughs) So I am someone who, when I wear eyeshadow, I still reference the little diagram on the back that shows you where to put each color. What eyeshadow has a diagram? You know how when you buy... So I usually buy like the little CoverGirl... Like this is how infrequently I wear eyeshadow. A little CoverGirl palette that has like three colors that are supposed to go together. And it shows you, you put the light color here. You put the medium color here. You put the darkest color here. That is how much I still need help with makeup. Uh So Jessica Alba was doing this contouring that it was supposed to be promoting her um, Honest Beauty line, whatever, not using her stuff, um, which I'm sure is lovely. But it was basically just using the different um, concealer, a darker highlight stick or color, and then a pink blush. Mm -hmm. But rather than like layering it so it's all very heavy, Mm -hmm. just putting it on in different locations where it's supposed to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, I'm being very... Now, did you buy some new products to achieve this I used one new product. Okay. I bought... Or no, actually, I did buy two new products because... She was using like a cream blush. So I got a cream blush. And then I got like a darker concealer, which is acting as like the highlighter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. More of a bronzer. Bronzer. Again, don't Mm. know what I'm talking about. Okay. But she posted this Instagram reel of her actually doing it and spraying on um, like a just a rose water type Uh of spritz in between. And it looked very natural still. Um, yes, because again, you're not layering all of the stuff. You're like, you're not doing a whole face full of concealer and foundation and then adding stuff on top. It's more of just like add the concealer under your eyes while also adding the blush. Anyway, this will be much better expressed when I share the actual video. But this to me was like good enough-ish contouring if I'm getting photographed or I'm going out and I want to look a little fancier. I feel like I want to see... The before and after of you. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. I want to see the contouring. Am I going to have to do some more contouring? Okay. All right. Just on your next night out. I'm a, I'm, intri- I'm very intrigued. Okay. Because so. I've always, I don't have defined cheekbones. And I think that the, the contouring helps with that. It does. Yes. Even though we are naturally beautiful in every way. <laughs> and we do not need makeup. We don't, makeup. This we don't is need just, this. I see yeah. makeup now as just like a fun... Yeah. Whatever. Self-expression. Right. Exactly. I've tried to reconcile, like, my feelings about makeup. Right. So, anywho, that's okay. spark and joy. All right. Fun. I'm liking this. Yeah. I'm looking forward to learning that one. I, I, I can't wait to see that video. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? So, you and I uh, were connecting earlier about Adam Grant. I love him on Instagram. Like, I... He just always has such valuable insights and posts. Mm-hmm. Adam is a professor at the Wharton School, and I worked at the Wharton School and got to know him right when he first started there. And so, I had no idea about hi, this Adam. until today. I'll send you this episode so you listen hi, to Adam it. Grant. If, if you listen to it. Big fan. Yeah. So when we were talking about him, it actually reminded me of a tool that he has taught that I just used this week, which was he has this idea of the five-minute favor. And so the doing your future self a favor is sort of this concept of don't say yes when you could still meet their needs by sort of saying no. So for example, I got an email from someone that's wanted to pick my brain about something. So they wanted to do a coffee chat. The old pick your brain. And right. And uh, those can take an hour. Yeah. Right. And 
he is obviously, you know, a famous Wharton professor. How many times does he get asked, can I pick your brain about something? And he, many years ago, suggested instead of that, could you do a five-minute favor instead? So you could say something like, you know, I'm not available for a coffee chat, but here's my favorite book on that topic, or here's um, somebody that I can connect you to or whatever. So for this particular email that I got, their question is very specific and it's something that I can answer really quickly. So I'm going to make them a five-minute loom, which is a quick video. I love loom. And because it feels a lot more, it's actually going to take me a lot less time to make a quick video than it would for me to explain it all in an email. Um, so I'm going to make them a really quick loom and just explain it's a super busy time of year and I really want to respond to them. And the nice thing about Loom too is that they can respond back to you with a Loom. Oh. So it gives you the option right when they're done with the video of like, do you want to record a message back? So I feel like it's nice because I'll be able to have some more um, high touch communication with this person, but my time commitment is five minutes versus 60 minutes. That is so smart. So, yeah. So the two kind of takeaways are don't say yes to something that's going to take a lot of time if you can think of a way to get their needs met in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. And think about, could it be like a five-minute favor? I can't do that, but I can do X, Y, Z instead. Such a good tip Mm -hmm. to remember. Thank you for that, Adam. Thank you, Adam Grant. Did you also know about him, just very quickly, that he was a professional diver? Or a competitive diver. I feel like I did know this because he's talked about it in some of Competitive diver. And a, he was a professional magician. Oh, I did not know that. And I have seen him do magic tricks in person because he's he did them for some Wharton classes. They are mind-blowing. That is so amazing. I, I wonder if he has any videos of any of his magic online because it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. No, I did not know this. But I reshare his posts fairly often on Balance Bound on our Instagram account just because he's so he has great content about setting boundaries and like you said like saying no like not saying yes but giving people something that they're that can still help them um and that's just so aligned with our values. Yes. So this was another great update episode. Thank you to those of you who have called in and written in and if we haven't addressed your note yet we might still we're just trying to figure out the best way to do that yes good enough yay good enough okay bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of good enough ish we will be back each week with new topics stories tips and personal experiences as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter don't forget to find us on instagram at goodenough.ish Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.